Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today you are in for a real treat because I have the Cyclokis. I focused so much on your last name, I blew the first name. Okay, (laughs) there we go. And Guy is a co-founder of a really interesting company called Attorney Sync, and he is also a fellow U of M grad. So we're going to commiserate a little bit, just a little bit today, but we're also going to talk about his company that he co-founded, Attorney Sync, and really the types of services they bring to attorneys because it really has a lot of application for internal compliance programs and the insights he has around the use of social media really to get your message out. So, Guy, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me. Tom, my pleasure. Uh, Great to be with you and uh, thanks for having me. So, you're a co-founder of a company called Attorney Sync. Why don't you tell us what Attorney Sync is, what's the mission of Attorney Sync, and how you guys came to found it? Sure. So, our mission We have a mission. We've gone through the vision, mission, vision, values process. And, you know, culture is always an evolving thing, really, with any organization, but we really put a focus on it. So our mission, I proudly say, is growing together. And what that means for us is that, you know, we're a marketing agency, so we want to help our clients grow. And so uh, when we're achieving our mission, it's when our clients are coming to us and saying, hey, We're getting fees from your efforts. We're growing our visibility. We're getting more phone calls. We're getting in front of our target audience. And so the way that we do that is through a variety of internet marketing services and really soup to nuts from building websites to marketing websites to social media. And to answer your question about how we got started. So if if I go back now, it's been 10 years but I was a, uh, for a very brief period of time, a young trial attorney. And I was approached by a good friend of mine who's now my business partner about doing internet marketing services for attorneys. And so as we started to talk and explore and investigate what was available, we thought, hey, this is something we think we could provide a more transparent and accountable service. And that's how, kind of how we got started. And we've uh, evolved over the years as the internet's evolved. But I always tell folks, you know, even when you ask me today, how things are going. I always say, you know, as long as people are still using the internet, I think we're in pretty good shape. So how do law firms, I'm a lawyer, I have my own law practice. I also have a consulting practice. And as you know, I've embraced social media. How do you communicate to your clients or potential clients about the values of utilizing social media and their practices? Yeah, it's a really good question. And the answer to that question has really changed over the years. I mean, the conversations that we used to have really centered around, do my clients even use the internet to find lawyers like me? And so over the last 10 years, I think that that's changed a lot. But the short version of the answer is, is that it requires a lot of education because we still face a lot of skepticism. And in fairness to lawyers, you know, everybody's an expert when it comes to this internet marketing stuff. And so there are a lot of people out there that are spreading misinformation or overpromising. And so we really try to stick to, you know, this accountability value of demonstrating from search to click to phone call to fee that you can get return on investment, return on ad spend, grow your social network, grow your referral base. And so at the end of the day, it comes down to those key metrics. I mean, they're business metrics, just like any other business would have in terms of client acquisition 
and making fees from the time and money that you're spending online. So it seems to me that in this day and age, 2018, as we record this, if you do not have a internet presence, I mean, that's just table stakes to get into the game. That's not even a raise or, or a call. There are law firms actually that really are not even that advanced. So I'll tell you, I go fortunate enough to be able to be invited to speak and attend legal conferences all across the country, CLE programs. And one of the questions I always ask is, you know, show of hands, how many firms don't still don't have a website. And, you know, the number I think has gone down over time, but still I would say between 25 to 50% of the audiences that I speak with still don't even have a basic website. And, and I, you know, it varies. I think there are a lot of lawyers that are starting to catch on and depending on the conference, like technology centered conferences tend to be a little bit better, but still, I mean, even at best, you've got 75% website. And like you said, websites really are table stakes. I mean, there are so many different ways to communicate with people and just not having a website. It's astonishing. As you know, I have a niche practice area around international bribery and corruption. And I often get calls from lawyers, either small firms or solos that ask something along the lines of the following. I'm a general practitioner. I have a general corporate practice. I do a little bit of litigation. Would a website or social media help me in getting the message out? And I always respond, yes. What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. We've talked about this a lot. And I think one of the challenges is to get the lawyer's mindset out of this idea of pitting the internet against traditional client acquisition activities, right? So most lawyers in the practice that you just described probably have a good sense of, I've got to go out and meet people, attend professional organization, networking events, take leadership positions, do speaking, socialize, all that kind of stuff. I think for some reason, it hasn't clicked for a lot of lawyers that the internet is just an extension of that, right? So social networking, social media is just an extension of professional networking or, you know, personal networking, depending on what kind of practice you have, you know, local community networking. The good news is, is that it's much more efficient. So instead of having to go see everybody face to face, all the time. You can do it from the comfort of your own office or home. But my big point is always the line between offline and online is blurred. It's not a one or another. It's not a do traditional marketing relationship and reputation marketing or the internet. The internet is just an opportunity for you to really accelerate the amplitude of, I don't think you can accelerate amplitude. Physics people are going to call me out. But in any event, to really amplify your message to a community or an audience. And in your case, as you mentioned, I mean, a global audience, really. And so the reach that you can have of creating, nurturing, and solidifying professional relationships that will become referral sources and clients, is it's really a no-brainer. The other thing that I always talk about, you know, people are always asking me about SEO stuff, but at the most basic level, no matter how somebody hears about you, they're more and more likely to go look you up online. And so what they find or don't find is going to play a big role in their first impression of what you're like as a lawyer, right? So if you're ignoring the internet, especially if you have a practice that has sophisticated clients, like what does that say to them? You know, maybe if you can pull it off, if you're like, well, I'm in cybersecurity and I don't trust the internet, maybe you have that <laughs> marketing perspective. But otherwise, if people can't find information about you, if they can't find what you're publishing, if they can't get a sense of what it's going to be like working with you, if they can't get a sense of what your expertise is, you're just making it that much more difficult for them 
to reach out and contact you. And more and more and more likely, they're going to go on and try to find somebody who actually is publishing online that they can get a better sense of and do a better vetting process without even having to make that phone call. One of the things that is described on your website of one of the services I should say that Attorney Sync provides is, quote, developing and executing search engine marketing campaigns. I was wondering if you could explain that and how that ties into search engine optimization. Sure. So the way that I think about it in different minds disagree on these labels, but I always break search engine marketing or SEM versus search engine optimization, SEO, into the idea of search engine marketing is really paid media management. So that's either like Google ads, pay-per-click, could be paid social ads, so boosted content on Facebook or boosted content on LinkedIn. And SEO is just traditional organic search engine optimization. And that means that you don't pay the search engine, you do things to market your pages in a way that Google is going to serve them up in organic results. And so for SEO, the big thing for us is is most of the lawyers that we work with are US-based, they have brick and mortar offices. And so local search engine optimization is like really our core focus. And that's getting our clients to show up in the local pack results, which really command the most visibility for your local consumer-facing attorney searches. And then SEM would be the corollary of paying Google or Bing or other search engines for placements and managing the bids, the ad copy, the landing page, so that you can actually tie back the clicks that you're paying for to phone calls, form fills, live chat requests, and eventually to fees so that we can demonstrate return on ad spend and return on investment from those efforts. Guy, I still do practice a little bit in the corporate world, and I occasionally will get a question which requires specialization. And so when I have that type of question, I do internet research, for instance, uh, filing a lien for not payment of construction costs or something along those lines. And there are generally lawyers who not only specialize in that area, but put out a lot of free information so that I'm able to intelligently digest that information and communicate it. But when I need a true specialist, those are the people I turn to. Does that type of message resonate with your clients or potential clients? Absolutely. I think that that's one of the best ways that we try to describe a legal services consumer's journey is a couple of things that are just always astounding to me about search engines and Google in particular. One is that every single day, about 15% of the searches performed are brand new to Google. Google's never seen them before, which is just mind-blowing that's happening every single day. And that's the last time that they publicly came out with that statement. So maybe that number might be a little bit dated. But if you think about that, it's just wild that you know most people tend to get in the mindset of thinking everybody searches the same way that they do. They're looking for the same information. And it's just not true. So again, 15% every single day brand new. And so to your point, providing information and demonstrating your knowledge, your expertise, responding to questions that you regularly hear on a topic, covering your space or your niche or your specialization like a journalist would, when that stuff gets vacuumed up by the search engine and then you know, delivered to people that are looking for it. The power of that is just unbelievable. I mean, it is literally human knowledge organized in a way based on query at your fingertips. And so that is some of the most powerful and effective and efficient marketing you can do because it takes the time 
for you to go online and publish something. You know, obviously you got to write thoughtful. You have to be a subject matter expert. You know, that's the hard part, right? But once you get it online and get it in front of the right audience, and there's some basic blocking and tackling for SEO that you've got to do in terms of getting your titles right. But I always tell people, I'm like, if you do nothing else, either put it on a website or participate in a question and answer site like Quora or Avo Answers or something like that, where you can respond to some of the most frequently asked questions in an intelligible way. Because like you said, I mean, the other thing that ties into the Google stats that's just astounding is everybody always thinks, well, most people are like searching by practice area, city, and attorney. And those business lookup searches, there's no doubt there are some of those. I mean, those are efficient. They're, you know, as marketers would call them, that's like lower funnel stuff. So people have high buy intent. But the overwhelming majority of searches that are done on Google are research-based. So like you said, you have a question, there's an area of specialty, there's an area of law that maybe you're not that familiar with. Uh, so if you if your clients are those people, whether they're professionals or other lawyers that are looking for answers to those questions, that's where you want to be. As your listeners, I'm sure are familiar, I strongly encourage everybody to check out the stuff that you're doing because that's exactly that paradigm. And you know, as we've discussed, it sounds like it's been pretty effective for you. So Guy does attorney sync work with all sizes of law firms from solos, small firm, mid-sized firms and large firms, or do you specialize within one group? We tend to be more small to mid-size. We've done some consulting with larger firms, but it's really more of the attorneys. I think that the attorneys, we've gravitated away from trying to tackle the institutions of big law, but there are individual attorneys in certain practice areas that we've done work for. But most of our clients are smaller, consumer-facing, brick-and-mortar, plaintiff's firms, criminal defense consumer facing practices. And the approach is slightly different. So, you know, the local SEO approach is not as relevant for lawyers who are trying to appeal to the more sophisticated, you know, if they have a lawyer client or say general counsel or C-suite executive, the approach is much different because it's going to be a much more informational, specialized reputation relationship building approach, whereas the consumer facing practices, which is probably most of what we do, is it's still relationships and reputation, but it's much more locally focused, local pack results, you know, marketing at a community level. But um, we've had experience with both. It's just a different approach. And, and you know, we, we're really flexible. So some of our clients will say, hey, you know, I've read you know some of the stuff that you've written about online, or I saw you speak at an event. And I just kind of wanted you to give me a once over on kind of what we're doing, or maybe like train some of my internal people. So sometimes people will just say, hey, we just want you to take a look at what we're doing. And from a consulting standpoint, but our real core clients are the ones that are on a regular marketing plan with us that we're executing in terms of both search engine optimization, search engine marketing, social media management, you know, really more full scale marketing services, but those tend to be more smaller and consumer facing practices. So one of the things that also intrigued me about Attorney Sync is you do your own social media marketing. So for instance, you have blog posts, you have podcasts, and you have webinars. How have those worked for Attorney Sync in terms of Attorney Sync getting its message out? Yeah, it's a good question. And we, you know, we're kind of uh, the old saying, like we're eating our own dog food. But I would say that the overwhelming majority of business that we win comes from those, you know, quote unquote, inbound marketing efforts. So people that read our blog, people that go see me speak, or people that download information from our site or download it, you know, from guides that I've participated in publishing with partners. And like I said, I mean, that is the 
90% strategy for our marketing efforts. And it's been really effective. I mean, it's an education based approach to marketing our own services. And I think it also resonates when we can get on the phone with a lawyer and say, hey, you know how you found us and called us because you performed a search and then downloaded our guide and then got on our email newsletter and then finally called us. Well, that's the same type of thing that we want to do to get you in front of your clients. I really appreciated the way you walk through each one of those steps because it makes perfect sense to me how someone might put their toe in the water with attorney sink, then, you know, maybe go up to their knees and go down to their swimsuit and then finally ready to dive on in. But I don't think that's something that many lawyers really understand. We certainly weren't trained on that at law school. Is that a conversation that, that would resonate with your client base? Yeah, it's a long education process sometimes. I mean, I've had clients who have said, you know, I've been listening to you for two years before I decided to make a call. And so, but my approach is this. I mean, we're a service-based business, you know, much like the practice of law. And we, I think some of this comes from my background as an attorney, but this is a client relationship. And so we just want to spend a lot of time identifying and educating good fits for, you know, both our clients and for our business. And so even though it's not a volume play like some other agencies have taken, we believe that when we find those right fits and we perform that education, take that educational approach and answer questions and provide flexibility in terms of how clients can engage us, we found that to be really effective in terms of long-term retention and long-term client relationships. So, Guy, unfortunately, we're nearing the end of our time, but I did want to bring up a at least uh, probably not our most favorite topic, but one I think we should address since we're both big Wolverine fans, which was our thoughts on U of M's now concluded regular football season. How are you feeling this day? Oh, I'm still working through it. I'm still digesting it. I mean, there's a certain component of shock. You know, you never want to have your worst game against your biggest rival or potentially the biggest rivalry in sports period. But, you know, 10 wins overall. I think that it's been, there've been some cold seasons up in Ann Arbor the last several years. My freshman year was 97. So I'll give away my age a little bit, but, you know, since rushing the field in Ann Arbor against Ohio state, bumping chests with the players in 1997, it's been all downhill, but I think we found the bottom. I think we're way, our way back up, got some good players, but, Wow, that was quite a beating we took. Uh, Yeah, and I guess I'm shaking out close to you because Harbaugh has delivered with uh, multiple 10-win seasons, uh, beat Michigan State this year, and the probably headed to the Rose Bowl, which is never a bad thing. So, you know, on to next year, and maybe we can win one in Ann Arbor. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a Wolverine for life, so, you know, I'm one of those really, like, just (laughs) blinded by love. Doesn't I mean, I I want them to be good, but... Coach for Jim, you're our guys. I still support you and uh, go blue. Well, Gee, now, unfortunately, we are at the end of our time, but I was wondering if uh, anyone wanted to follow up with you or find out more about Attorney Sync, where could they go? Sure. Well, you're welcome to go to attorneysync.com. I'm pretty active on Twitter as well as just Gee Sakalakis. If you just type G-Y-I and a T, I'm probably one of the few results that come up on Twitter. But feel free to check out our clienting podcast or our Lunch Hour Legal Marketing podcast on Legal Talk Network happy to connect. And if you're ever in Chicago, don't hesitate to reach out. So, and I would encourage all the podcast listeners out there to check out their podcast because I've picked up a lot of really interesting techniques, not only about attorney marketing, but really in a much broader way of how to communicate, whether you're a compliance officer, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're in a law firm or whether you're a business executive. So I really find great value in what you put out there in social media, Guy. And thanks again for uh, taking the time to visit with me today. 
Tom, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.